I said, well, hell, I got it going on then. Welcome back to the Reload Podcast. Uh, we are back from a, a little bit of a hiatus. I went to San Antonio last week to cover the Final Four. Since then, um, we've got a lot of uh, news that has happened on the basketball front. Yankuba Sima, Tavarius Shine have both announced that they are turning pro. They're leaving Oklahoma State. And Brandon Averett, the backup point guard for Oklahoma State, has also announced that he is transferring from the program. So... Uh, there's been a lot of developments. There's a lot to get to. There's a lot of scholarships that are now available. So we're going to talk a little bit today about where Oklahoma State might use those scholarships. They've got your ANEI and Duncan DeMuth, two front court players that are expected to come in next season. Um, not entirely sure if they'll be instant contributors. So right now I think we're going to talk a little bit about where they might use those scholarships grad transfers that that may be coming in and uh and most importantly today we're going to talk a little bit about some of the in-state prospects that oklahoma state is uh has an eye on and who may uh who obviously may be worth following over the next year or two so we're going to talk with matt reynolds of prep hoops talk a little bit about the 2019 and 2020 and 2021 prospects uh, within the state of oklahoma to keep an eye on, uh, Matt, he works for Prep Hoops. He's a national recruiting analyst. He covers a lot of not only the region, uh, but also within the state. And um, so he's, he's a great podcast uh, to talk a little bit about that. And uh, we will go ahead and get to that right now. But first, uh, let's get a word from our sponsor. You may have heard the news that there is a new tax bill. But do you know how to affect you? Angel Johnston and Blastingham does. Their firm of 10 CPAs and 22 total employees is one of the largest in central Oklahoma, and they have been hard at work calculating how these changes will affect hardworking cowboys just like yourself. Feel free to give Cameron or Evan a call at 405-224-6363 or visit their website at ajb-cpas.com. Again, that's 405-224-6363. Go Pokes. All right, now let's get to the podcast. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Reload Podcast. Uh, Kyle Boone here. Uh, I have Matt Reynolds on the podcast making his uh, Reload intro uh, on the podcast. Matt works for Prep Hoops as a digital media manager. Knows a lot about the recruiting scene specifically and uh, you know a lot about in-state prospects uh, with basketball. So bringing on Matt to talk about some of the best prospects in the state. Matt joins me now. What's going on, man? Oh, living a dream. Can't complain. How's it going? Yeah. Yeah. So Matt, uh, introduce yourself to the podcast. I, I don't know if I did you, did you enough justice. Obviously you work for prep hoops, cover a lot of, of basketball within the state, but you know, tell us about yourself, your job, all that good stuff. So the quick synopsis would be uh, prep hoops, basically for people out there that don't know what it is. 
when I first joined, they, they have the idea of going state by state and then building to the national brand, which we've not gotten. But when I first joined, Oklahoma was the seventh state. Uh, I kind of got a call out of nowhere. I had been working with the sports animal in Tulsa, calling games, a lot of basketball games, high school life. And I thought that, honestly, my career was going to you know, be towards more of the broadcast side, but Prep Hoops came along presented an opportunity. And the rest is kind of history. Now it's grown towards 31st states. It's a national brand. And what our basis is to cover hoops a lot like Rivals and 24-7 and on down ESPN. Bars. But from the standpoint of those mainly cover the just the high-level D1 kids, and they also do it mainly, obviously, by the schools a lot of times, whether you have your Oklahoma State branch or OU branch and so on. We uh, we, we take it on a state-by-state basis, and then uh, we cover D1 guys a lot, of course, uh, but we also cover a lot of D2 guys, D3, and just on down there. If I coach basketball, our goal is to cover them. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's a cool story. So you got into it. Um, kind of almost backed your way into into scouting, and now you've done it for for a really long time. You're really good at it, obviously. Uh, you know the prep hoop scene. Tell me about some of the the top events this summer. This weekend, I'm going to an event in Tulsa, going to watch uh, Oklahoma run PWP and some of their prospects. Uh, tell me about some of the top events, and hopefully that will be one of them. I don't know. Certainly, uh, you, you'll be headed to uh, anytime we're seeing PWP. It's a it's a good event, yeah. especially for Oklahoma, uh, as they're able to uh, showcase. Also, we've also got a pretty good one in Oklahoma City um, with a few uh, Cowboys targets as well. So, Jordan Wilson, a kid that I know, trying to do anything they can to prop him out of the state of Texas, ranked 28 in the country by 24/7. He'll be in a event here in Oklahoma City this weekend. Basically, for Pro Peaks, we've got four events in Oklahoma uh, starting this weekend. Then we go April 20th to 22nd, the first live period with the Southern Ball. The state tournament's May 18th through 20th, which I will say, for Oklahoma-wise, I think the state tournament's probably their, your best bet to see all of the talent in the state. Just If they're playing basketball at the next level, they're going to be playing in that event. Yeah. PWG will be there, Team Griffin, and so on. If they're, they're a team to know in the state, they'll be there. Uh, but as far as that, as far as prep hoops goes wise, uh, we do have 18 events nationally, and we try to keep up with the times. And then if if we're not at if I'm not at a prep hoops event, I'm at an event somewhere to where you're going this weekend. You know, somewhere that has some good teams so out and about, and where you can see some national guys. And in the summertime, it gives me it's nice because you get to cover the Oklahoma guys, but you also get to branch out and see a Jalen Wilson and watch some uh, out of state guys as well. Yeah, that is awesome. Matt, hang on just one second. We're going to get a quick word from our sponsor, and then let's go ahead and finish the podcast here. Hey, Cowboy Nation. Evan Epstein here. Wanted to take a moment and tell you about my experience with the other Evan over at Angel Johnston and Blasting Game. I've personally worked with Evan over the last couple years, and he's made filing my taxes a breeze. He's easy to work with, provides you with an extremely professional service, and most importantly, he bleeds orange. I highly recommend contacting his office and, and just seeing what they can do for you. And as always, go Pokes. All right, now let's get back to the podcast. So you mentioned Oklahoma State. This is obviously uh, an Oklahoma State slanted recruiting podcast. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on where Oklahoma State is going because 
just recently, Jan Kubasima and Tavares Shine, two guys who played big minutes for Oklahoma State this past season, announced that they're leaving. Uh, there's more scholarships now open. By my count, I believe there's five uh, scholarships open. That also takes into account the two signees that are coming in. So they have a lot of spots to fill. There's a lot of playing time. Where where do you see Mike Boynton taking this thing? Because it seems like, uh, you know, right now they could fill their entire roster with grad transfers if they wanted. But I don't know if that's necessarily the route that they should go or will go. What do you what do you think about where they might be heading this summer? Well, I think the first thing for Oklahoma State basketball is when you look at the product that was put out on the floor this year. Something to be really excited about, if I was a fan of Oklahoma State, would be the leadership that Mike. Whitney has had and with this program you've got to give him some time I think to put his own footprints on things and to make it to where the way he wants it to be I think he did the best with what he had this year and I think you're seeing as we see the great epidemic great epidemic of transfers just across the country Mm -hmm. but it especially happens when you have a first-year head coach that's kind of thrown into that situation maybe a little late where some players they just don't fit it just is what it is or certain you never know. Certain things can happen. Could be a family thing. Could be a number of things. But I think next year, don't expect them to you know go super crazy. But I think that they will improve just from the simple basis of knowing Mike and his work ethic and how hard he works his guys. And I think he's a coach that you want to have because he gets the most out of his guys. The biggest thing now is we're going to see how well the staff as a whole can recruit. And that, I think, is the basis where you can start really gauging them off of this next year's recruiting class. Because when you're thrown into the fire, like I said, you do, you have to give them some time to be able to uh, get their feet set and get a direction with the program. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was essentially thrust into his role a year ago. Had a decent roster overall. No Losing Juwan Evans obviously hurt. Um, you know, a lot of the roster was kind of – Makeshift, they had a, a mid-season addition with Sema, obviously, who transferred from St. John's. But, yeah, man, I mean, they lost Brandon Aver at the point guard. Kendall Smith is leaving. Jeff Carroll is leaving. So there's a lot of production that's coming out the window. Um, do you think that they're going to try and fill their five spots before next season? Or do you think that they may leave two or three or four spots open and just try and do the best they can and play shorthanded for, for next season. What are you, what are your thoughts on that? It'll be interesting. I think that Mike and his staff, they're, they do a great job of evaluating. And one thing that they're going to definitely keep, you know, in the front of their mind is they're not going to just take guys to just take them. Right. You know, they don't want to just take bodies. That's the last thing you want to do because then say you take a high school Fresh, incoming freshman that is just isn't ready and maybe probably is you know a late get because you're having to kind of reach at that point you kind of get into where it's a tricky situation so I think what Cowboys fans probably should look for would be my guess is some transfer guys similar to Kendall this year transfer guys to fill those roles and then Mike really works his butt off getting out there and recruiting and he's constantly out recruiting not just Oklahoma guys, but, you know, across the country. And I think that's going to pay dividends. And we'll start to see this next year what he exactly can do, but I think it's going to be a lot of positive with uh, who he's able to land over this next year. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the main 
high school guy that's still on Oklahoma State's radar, obviously, is is probably Courtney Ramey, the St. Louis kid, four-star point guard. They need, they really need a high school point guard who they can develop and foster within the program. Uh, I'm not sure if if uh, if Oklahoma State's still the leader in that recruitment. You know, two months ago, I think they were probably the favorite, but. He's kind of strung out his recruitment, probably going to make a decision in April. We'll be curious to see where that lands, and obviously it may dictate where Oklahoma State goes, uh, potentially in the transfer market. That will be interesting to see. So uh, let's switch over to some Oklahoma prospects because you are the Oklahoma guru. Uh, what what are some of the top prospects in the state of, uh, state of Oklahoma for 2019? I wrote an article for, for Pistols Firing just talking about uh, obviously, Keelan and Caleb Boone are two of the guys that a lot of Cowboy fans are watching. The Tulsa Memorial standouts have Oklahoma State offers, and uh, you know I, I think are probably very thoughtfully considering Oklahoma State. What are what are some others uh, that that people may not know about in the in the state for 2019? I think the main two for Oklahoma State that they're certainly focusing on are the Boone twins yeah. and. Something to note about them. They're obviously twins. That doesn't mean they're going to pick the same school. But I will say, if I had to guess, I'm thinking they probably are going to pick a school that uh, has offered both of them and clearly yeah. wants both of them. But it could it could very well go another way. You could see one surge in front of the other. Keelan, I think, is the kid with the most upside. Mm-hmm. I think Caleb right now is probably the best producing. Caleb is the big. He's 6'9" plays the 4-5 role depending on what system he's playing in. And Keelan is clearly a wing. He can play anywhere from 2-3. to three. If he absolutely needed him as a 4, he'd have to put on some strength before he could do it at the college level. But he could maybe fill in a role there. But he's going to be primarily used as a 3, can slide over to the 2 as well. Super athletic. Both of them are. Lots of upside. Uh, and I think that if Oklahoma State could land them, that would go a long way. One of the big things that will be very interesting to follow is if Mike can land these two in-state guys or say another quality in-state person in the 2019 class, it shapes up to where he's building relationships in the state. And then right behind them, you have a game changer in the 2020 class, Bryce Thompson. Yeah. Who's also plays, he's playing alongside both the Boone twins this spring and summer with Oklahoma run PWP. So it's all about connections when it comes to the recruiting landscape and if Mike can get his imprint very early on Oklahoma, I think it'll help Oklahoma state with it. At the same time, there's never going to be a class in Oklahoma where there's, you know, probably plus five guys that go to the big 12, right? It's a small state. So you're going to have one to two each year, some years, maybe three to four on some really good years. But if you, if you're Oklahoma state and you can land the top guy or the number two guy every year, then you've got a good quality pipeline from the state coming to you. Yeah. What so as far as Keelan and Caleb are concerned, I've heard varying uh opinions on both of them. Some people have said, you know, they they could be quality backups at the next level, which isn't like supremely flattering, although Division 1 backup is more than anything I ever accomplished as a a basketball player obviously, but uh I've heard someone say that. I've heard people say that, you know, they're going to be potential NBA uh lottery picks. I think that may be a little bit overstating it, but what what do you think is their upside? A lot of people say that they have a lot of potential. Um, they're obviously productive at the high school level, but what do you think is their potential 
at the next level, and and where do you see them fitting if they were to go to Oklahoma State? Keelan, like I said earlier, I think he definitely has a more upside just because yeah. he's on the wing, he has really good size, he's athletic, and he can shoot the basketball at a high level. But I think what separates Keelan is he plays defense. You don't see, oftentimes, that's where the player maybe um, takes off a player too. Keelan, at least to this point, has done a very good job of being an all-around player. I think Keelan has a chance. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as a lottery pick. But I think uh, maybe a similar path to the NBA, if he gets there, it would be uh, Josh Richardson, probably the most notable name. Okay. That kind of had a similar path that went to Tennessee. And when he went to Tennessee, I was talking about this with somebody earlier today. It's funny that it was, he went to Tennessee, and it wasn't like he was a super heralded guy from Oklahoma. I mean, he was obviously one of the better players, but he played on a really good Santa Fe team. He was honestly kind of overshadowed by some of those guys he had. But he goes off to Tennessee, works hard, uh, completes his uh, time there, and then he ends up in the NBA and kind of just found his right role with the Heat as a uh, niche guy that plays some defense, can do so many things, and is a long wing. I think that Keelan has, has an opportunity that wherever he goes, it's going to depend on, obviously, the system and him fitting in. But yeah. Keelan, I think, is a surefire starter at some point. Uh, at the college level, as long as he continues this progression level. Um, I think Caleb, he's definitely the more productive player at this point Mm -hmm. um, as a big, but I think you're going to see at some point he starts to top out when you start talking, you know, into the future in the pros, just because he isn't super tall when it comes to a post. He's about 6'8", maybe pushing 6'9", and so a lot of times when you see bigs in the NBA, you know, they're above 7 foot and Right, super massive guys. Uh, so I think for him to get to the pros, it would t- it's going to be a little more work, and he's uh, going to have to definitely expand some parts of his game. But certainly, I think both players can come in if they went to Oklahoma State or if they go to anywhere in the Big Twelve high major. I think they've got an opportunity to at least start at some point, not right away, but both of them work their way into starting roles. No, okay, that'll be really interesting to see, kind of follow their recruitment because. Obviously, they're from Tulsa Memorial. Uh, I think they're really seriously considering Tulsa. Um, playing for their home city will be interesting to see where they go. And um, obviously, they they don't have uh, a major rush with their decision. So that will obviously Oklahoma State is is very much in the mix there. You mentioned Bryce Thompson. Uh, he plays for uh, Oklahoma Run PWP, class of 2020 recruit, shooting guard. Last I saw him, uh, I think he was like six inches shorter. I think he's really grown. Um, what do you, what do you like about his game? He's a, a 2020 shooting guard from Booker T, and uh, it's top 40 prospect. He's kind of transformed from like a really good maybe projection prospect to like a really productive recruit like right now. What do you what do you like about him? Biggest thing with Bryce is he can shoot the basketball. In yeah. day and age where the Warriors have changed the game of basketball so much, he has become a hot commodity because he can shoot it so well. He's For a top 20, and most have him now, I, I believe all but one service has him in the top 25 in the country. And what makes him that way is definitely his shooting abilities. I think what's scary is Bryce still has a lot that he can work on and, and expand his game. Um, from ball handling skills to making defense a priority. There's just a number of things, and it's scary because he's always 
he's already this good. Like you said, he's already very productive. And so I think he could end up being not just a, a Big 12 guy, but a, a kid that gets a lot of recognition at the national stage. Yeah. So his father, uh, Rod Thompson, played for Bill Self at ORU. Um, obviously, Kansas has shown interest. They haven't offered. Do you think that is the team to watch in his recruitment? Obviously, Oklahoma State has offered. Who do you think is maybe the most involved with, with Bryce to this point? I think to this point, obviously, Kansas hasn't offered. Kansas, from what I know, I think if Kansas offered, it would be hard for them to turn that down. Yeah. Bill Self, obviously, coaches dad, and you're at the University of Kansas that's you, know, you look at the success they've had, it's it's just tough. But I also get this, a vibe from them that staying in-state and at home has a lot of merit within their family. They're, they're a tight-knit family. Uh, they love their home. I don't think – I think he's going to be too good for Tulsa to have a shot at. Yeah. But I do think that Oklahoma and Oklahoma State will be late in the recruiting process. He may not end up going there, but I think that they'll both – end up uh, at least in his top three. Yeah, and I know I know Mike Boynton has made a pretty concerted effort with uh, not only Bryce but you know also his dad. I think is going to play a big a big role in his recruitment in his final decision. Uh, we'll be curious to see if Kansas gets involved because I I too have heard the same things. I think Kansas will be a, a major factor if if they do end up getting involved. Uh, Want to talk a little bit about two other prospects and get your take on uh, 2020 point guard, another kid in the state of Oklahoma who Oklahoma State has offered, 2020 point guard Rondell Walker. Uh, he's from Putnam City North. What do you know about him? Because his, his recruitment has kind of been a little bit quiet. He's not a national commodity like Bryce Thompson necessarily, but really, really quality point guard who Oklahoma State, like I said, has already offered, and, and they're still recruiting pretty heavily. Rondell's recruitment really speaks to how much Mike has been out on the road. As often as he can, he is out seeing a basketball game. I, I saw him many times uh, more than I saw any other school at the Division One level in Oklahoma out recruiting Oklahoma guys. And I think it's a testament to Rondell hasn't really burst onto the national scene yet, no. But Mike has seen him several times, and I think his evaluation is spot on. He's a a player that has a chance to play at the Big 12 level uh, can fit in with what the Cowboys like doing. What he what makes Rondell good is he does so many things good. It's not one particular thing that he does great, but he does a lot of things that are good uh, from lockdown playing on defense to making others better. I think that's probably what sets him apart from a lot of other players is he thrives at making other players better. He may not have the night where he has you know 40 points, but you'll see a lot of nights where he has 20 points, seven assists, seven rebounds, and a couple steals. And that is really intriguing, I think, to the college coaches. I think this summer we'll see where his recruitment really takes off, or maybe it sputters and it, it kind of stays where it's at. But he's playing with Mocan Elite, one of the top programs, I think, probably year in and year out, the top program in the country. Playing with them, they're obviously a team out of Missouri and Kansas. Uh, and they they get a lot of those guys, but they've also had some great success with Oklahoma guys. Biggest of note, Shake Milton and Trey Young. Yeah, so I was gonna say Trey Young played in Oklahoma. That, exactly, two guys in Oklahoma that had a great success. So Rondell will be with their 16 U squad, uh, one of their leaders on that team, and he'll get a lot of touches and a lot of chances on the Nike circuit to 
show what he can do on, on the national stage. And I think we're talking three or four months down the road, he, he'll have some losses in Oklahoma State. But I do think, just for Cowboys fans out there, you're in great shape with Rondo. His sister went to Oklahoma State, his family, it's an Oklahoma State family, and I think it would be very hard for him to be pried away just with how Mike's recruited them, been up front, been the first school, and like I said, they already had the family ties there. Okay, all right, dropping some nuggets on the podcast. I love it, Matt. Uh, last last prospect to talk about, 2021. We're getting way ahead of ourselves, but uh, so is Oklahoma State. They've already offered uh, a 2021 wing, Trey Alexander. He is from Heritage Hall, a shooting guard, a uh, really talented prospect. Uh, Oklahoma State is the first offer for him. What do you What do you know about him? I, I, I haven't seen him uh, at all on the other than on the internet with highlights. Trey is going to be a national kid. I think at this early of an age, it's always hard to tell how much of a national kid, but I think he's got a chance to be in that top 50 range and maybe even higher depending on what happens uh, with his summer. This summer is so vital for him. He has all the intangibles, all the skills you could really want in a wing at that age. Smooth game. He showed up at the state tournament, and for anyone that watched the 40s, uh, state championship game, they kind of got a taste of what he can do. I mean, he had three points at halftime, and you're thinking, okay, wow. everybody's telling us this kid is, you know, supposed to be great. He only has three points. Well, he came out, and I want to say it was uh, 20, 24 or 26 points in the second half and just pretty much willed Heritage Hall to victory. So really talented scorer, smooth game, smooth as can be. And I think the Cowboys very smart. Once again, another another reason uh, – Mike is out recruiting. He's out seeing these guys early and jumping on them early. That way, when they do get the bigger offers and other Big 12 schools and other high major schools come after them, Oklahoma State was first, and that's something he can always have in his back pocket. Yeah, yeah, that is that is a very good point that you make there. That uh, the, the staff is obviously doing its due diligence to try and get ahead of some of these guys uh, on the recruiting trail. I mean, you're talking about a 2021 kid who is barely in high school. Uh, who Oklahoma State's already offered. So really interesting to to watch that recruitment as well. Uh, I think that will do it for all the in-state kids. I'm sure that there will be more uh, that probably play their way into the discussion on the podcast over the next few years, maybe over the next six months. Who knows? Um, we will just have to, to wait and see how that shakes out. Matt, I think that will do it for your podcast. Um, let's... Talk about how we can follow your work. We follow you at, is it prephoops.com? Yeah, check us out at prephoops.com. And once you go there, you'll see all the states that, we're, that we are currently in are all in orange. It's pretty much everywhere except for Texas and the Northeast. And uh, we do have, I'm one of our 10 national writers. So we've got a lot of national writers out there that cover the states that we're even not in. So we'll get you taken care of. And like I said, if you need anything, just check us out. Okay, and then we can follow you on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? At Reynolds Hoops. At Reynolds Hoops. Okay, Matt, appreciate your insight. Really interesting stuff with uh, some of the in-state prospects to keep an eye on for Oklahoma State fans. And, uh, man, I hope I see you on the uh, recruiting trail over the next few months. Yeah, hopefully run into you. Looking forward to it. Okay, appreciate it, Matt. We'll talk to you later.